Chapters 3 through 8 of The Paradise or Garden of the Holy Fathers, the history of the monks who lived in the desert of Egypt, which were compiled by St. Hieronymus. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Chapter 3 The Triumphs of the Holy Man Abahor. And we saw also another wonderful man whose name was Abahor. Now he was the Abba of one thousand monks and he had an angelic form and was about ninety years of age his beard flowed down over his breast and it was white and beautiful and his countenance was so glorious that those who saw him were reproved by the sight thereof only and this blessed man had for a very long time lived a life of the utmost austerity in a remote place in the desert but subsequently he took certain monasteries in the desert which was near shina and gathered together a brotherhood, and he planted so many wild trees in that spot that they formed a dense wood in the wilderness. For the fathers who lived with him there said that before this man came there from the desert there was not even a shrub in the place. Now he planted these trees in order to fill a want, and to prevent the brethren who were gathering together to him from being troubled by searching for wood and in his prayer to god he took the same pains and strove that all the needs of the brethren might be supplied so that they would only have to be anxious about their redemption and that nothing which they used might be wanting for them so that they might have no excuse for negligence when formerly the blessed man lived in the desert of dalga he used to eat roots and herbs and to drink water when he was able and he passed the whole time of his life in prayer and praise. But when he arrived at complete old age, an angel appeared unto him in a dream in the desert, and said, Thou shalt become a great race, and shall be set in authority over a numerous people, and those who shall be saved through thee shall be ten myriads in number, and thou shalt be a governor in the new world and above every one else in the world thou shalt have life. And said the angel unto him, Fear not, for thou shalt never be in want of food, whensoever thou criest unto thy God, until the day of thy departure from this world. And having heard these things, the blessed Abahor journeyed on his way diligently, and came to the desert which is nigh unto Shinah. And first of all he lived there by himself in a little tabernacle, which he made and he fed upon garden herbs soaked in vinegar and on several occasions he ate only once a week and because originally he had no knowledge of letters when he rose up to go forth from the desert into china the knowledge of the holy books was given unto him by divine grace so fully that he was able to repeat all the scriptures by heart and when he had come to china and a book was given unto him by the brethren to read he read it forthwith, as if he were a man who had been always acquainted with books. And there was added unto him also the gracious gift of being able to cast out devils. And many of them came to him by the constraint of this gift, against their wills, and would shriek out through his acts. And he wrought so many other cures so often, that from all sides there were gathered together unto him brethren who lived in monasteries one thousand in number and when the man of god saw us he rejoiced in us and saluted us 
and straightway he offered up a prayer, and he washed our feet with his own hands, and began to teach us, for he was exceedingly well acquainted with the scriptures, even as a man who has received the gift from God. And he expounded to us many chapters of the scriptures, and delivered us to the orthodox faith. Moreover, he urged us to prayer, and to partake of the mysteries. For it was the habit of all the great monks not to give food to their bodies until they had offered spiritual sustenance to their souls, that is to say, the participation in the body and blood of Christ. And having partaken of the mysteries, we give thanks unto God, and he urged us to come to the table of food. And he called to our recollection the ascetic lives of noble men, and said, I know a certain man in this desert who for three years past hath not eaten anything which is of this earth. But an angel cometh to him once in three days, and bringeth him heavenly food, and placeth it in his mouth, and this sufficeth him instead of meat and drink. And I know that there came to this man in a lying vision devils who were in the forms of horses and chariots of fire, and numerous horsemen, as if they had come from a king. And they said unto him, Thou hast become perfect in everything, O man. But now bow down and worship me, and I will take thee up to heaven like Elijah. Then the monk said in his mind, I worship the king and redeemer every day, and if this creature were a king, he would not ask me to worship him now. And when he had said unto him that which was in his mind, I have a king, and I worship him always, and thou art not a king, immediately the devil removed himself and was no more found. Now Abahor told us these things because he wished to conceal his own rules and manner of life and to tell us stories about those of other monks. But the fathers who were always with him told us that it was Abahor himself who had seen these things. Now this man was more glorious in his life than very many of the fathers, and because of the multitude of the monks who came to him, he used to call the brethren who were with him to come and to make houses for the newcomers each day. Some of the brethren spread the mud, and others brought the bricks and others cut down the wood, and when their building was finished, he would supply the needs of those who came. On one occasion, a lying brother, who had hidden his clothes, came to him, but the blessed man rebuked him before every man, and brought his clothes into the light, so that as a result of this exposure, no man might in future dare to tell a lie in his presence. Now the beauty of his life and deeds made him so glorious that he was able to gather together very many monks to him. And one saw the congregation of the monks with him in the church like a band of righteous men who were splendid in their garb, and they glorified God with praises continually. Here ends the triumphs of Abba Hor. Chapter 4. The Triumphs of Abba Ammon Now we saw in Thebatis another man whose name was Ammon, who was the abba of three or thirty thousand monks. And they called these monks also men of Tabena, and they lived lives of the greatest austerity, and they used to put their headcloths over their faces, and they covered themselves when they ate, and they turned their looks towards the ground, so that one might not see the other, and they kept strict silence, so that they might not think that they were in the desert. And they did these things in order that each might hide his works of ascetic excellence from his fellows. When 
they sat at table it was a mere matter of form and they did so in such a way as to deceive each other and to make each other say behold they are eating and of them only carried their hands to their mouths once or twice and took a piece of bread or an olive or a portion of something else of all the food which was set before them and it was unto them sufficient for a meal and others ate in silence a piece of bread only and endured hunger without touching any of the other dishes which were placed before them and others only reached out their hands to the dishes of cooked food three times and ate now their souls were weaned from everything and since we marvel at all their glorious deeds we obtained benefit from them all here end the triumphs of abba ammon chapter five the triumphs of abba ammon benos and we saw another blessed man whose virtues were more abundant than those of all other men and whose name was abban benos the brethren who were with him related that he had never sworn nor told a lie nor been angry with any man nor rebuked any man even by a word he had passed his whole life in silent contemplation and in humility and in his manner of life he was as one of the angels and he clothed himself in the deepest humility and when we had entreated him earnestly to address to us a word of exhortation it was only with the greatest difficulty that he could be persuaded to say unto us a few words on one occasion when the laborers in the fields which were near the river begged him to drive away a certain hippopotamus which was doing them harm by his great strength the blessed abba abon benos commanded the animal in a gentle voice saying i adjure thee to depart in the name of jesus christ and the hippopotamus as if driven away by an angel never more appeared in that district here end the triumphs of abba abon benes chapter six the history of the lives and acts of the brethren who were in the city of achirhinkas and we came also to achirhinkas a great city in the theobas and we were not able to relate all the wonderful things which we saw therein for the city is so full of the habitations of the brethren that the walls thereof are well nigh thrust out with them so many are the brethren and there are so many other monasteries round about the walls on the outside that one would think that they were another city and the sanctuaries of the city and the temples which are therein and all the spaces about them are filled with monks and besides these there were thirteen churches in which the people assembled for the city was exceedingly large there was a place set apart for the monks to pray in each of the monasteries and one might think that the monks were not very much fewer in numbers than the ordinary inhabitants of the city for they were so numerous that they even filled the buildings at the entrances to the city and some of the monks lived in the towers by the side of the gates thereof now the people said that the monks who lived inside were five thousand in number and that five thousand brethren lived round about it and there was not an hour either of the day or the night wherein they were not performing the service of god but there were also heretics in the city and there were not of the heathen who dwelt therein and 
all the inhabitants of the city were believers, and they would hearken to the scriptures so readily that the bishop was able to proclaim peace to the people, even in the streets, and the officers and the princes of the city, who were lavish in their gifts to the congregations, used to place watchers at the gates and entrances thereof, that if they saw any needy person or any stranger, they might bring him to them, in order that they might supply his need from their gifts. And what shall we say concerning the fear of God, which was in these men, to such a degree that when they saw us, who were strangers, passing through the streets, they drew nigh like angels, unto us and helped us. And how can a man describe adequately the multitude of monks and the innumerable virgins who used to live there? Now we would make known that which we have learned from the holy bishop who was there, namely, that he had under his authority ten thousand monks and twenty thousand virgins. I am wholly unable to express how great is the love of strangers, and the affection which exists among these men and women. For our cloaks and other portions of our apparel were well nigh torn to rags by the force which each one of them, in the ardor of his love, displayed in dragging us to his home. And we saw there multitudes of fathers and of great monks who possessed gifts of diverse kinds. For some had the gift of speaking, and some of doing works, and some of doing mighty deeds, and some of working signs. Here endeth the history of the monks in the city of Oxochrinchus. Chapter 7. The Triumphs of Abathion. And we also saw another blessed man who lived at some distance from the city, at a place which faced the open desert, and his name was Theon. He was a holy man who had shut himself up in a small house by himself and he had kept silence for thirty years, and because he had performed many mighty deeds, he was held to be a prophet among the people. For every day a multitude of sick folk went forth to him, and he would stretch out his hand through the window, and lay it upon them, and would send them away healed. Now the countenance of the blessed man appeared to be like that of an angel, and his eyes sparkled, and he was filled with all the grace of God, a short time ago certain thieves came by night against the blessed man from a great distance, thinking that they would find a large quantity of gold with him, and they were prepared to kill him, and when he had said a prayer they found themselves fast bound with ropes before the door, and they had to stay there until morning, and when the crowds of people came to him in the morning they had it in their minds to commit the thieves to the flames but the blessed man felt himself urged to speak a word unto the men and he said let these thieves depart in peace for if ye do not let them the gracious gift of healing which i possess will depart from me then the multitudes hearkened unto his words for they did not dare to treat them lightly and straightway the thieves went and took up their abode with the brethren and monks and changed their former manner of life because they truly repented of that which they had done in the past. Now this man, through the gift which God had bestowed upon him, knew three languages, and he was able to read Greek, Latin, and Egyptian. In fact, concerning the blessed man, which we have learned from many folk, and when he knew that we were strangers, he wrote down the fact in a book, and thanked God on our behalf. His food consisted of garden herbs, 
and they said that he used to go forth from his cell by night and mingle with the wild animals of the desert and he gave them to drink of the water which he found the footmarks which appeared by the side of his abode were those of buffaloes and goats and gazelle in the sight of which he took great pleasure here end the triumphs of abba theon chapter eight the triumphs of abba elijah and we also saw another priest in the desert of entio the metropolitus of the theobad whose name was elijah he was about one hundred and ten years old and the monks used to say that the spirit of elijah the prophet rested upon him now this blessed man elijah was famous in the desert for he had lived therein for seventy years and it is wholly impossible to find a word which would adequately describe the sterility and desolation of that desert and of the mountain in which he lived he never went down to Shiana, but there was a narrow path along which a man could walk with the greatest difficulty and make his way to him guided by the rough stones which were placed on both sides of the way and his dwelling was under a rock in the cave now his appearance was terrible for by reason of old age which had laid its hold upon him he trembled greatly nevertheless he worked signs daily and he never ceased to heal the sick and the fathers told us concerning him that there was no man among them who could remember the time when he went up to live in the mountain in his old age he used to eat three ounces of bread every evening and three olives but in his early manhood he partook of food only once a week and subsisted thereon here ends the triumphs of abba elijah End of chapters 3 through 8